Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from October the 15th, 1988. This is a weird show, Doc, and I'll kind of leave it at that as we jump into this. We're waiting on Hopper because, guess what? Mr. Paperwork is late. Doc, how are you? Uh, why can't we run a best of show and get out of here, pal? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? That? I'm, I'm, I'm out on the Jericho cruise right now. I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> you need to tell the people what you're referring to. I have no clue what you're talking about. Well, there's a lot of podcasts that a lot of us listen to by a certain fat Alabama that are all giving you that regurgitated best of some of those shows haven't been around long enough yet to do best ofs. And all I'm going to say is we, uh, we were fighting through uh, the Von Eric thing down at the shoe job today. And we still found it within ourselves to uh, get, get on here, drag ourselves on here and uh, do this thing. So uh, you're fucking welcome, everybody. As our buddy, Kevin Sullivan likes to say, it ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. Boy, I got something to say about that in a second. But let me also just tell you something that hasn't happened. It's about to happen, and then it'll happen again in the future. And if that's not confusing enough, let me try to explain it. Uh, this Friday morning, if everything goes according oh, no, to no, plan- no, 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 no. That's a surprise. Okay. Well, just know that we have some big surprises coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's a surprise. Um, yeah, I'm. Oh God, glad I caught you there. Um, but that's good stuff, man. That is good stuff. That they. We'll, I'm excited. I'm gonna pull. Me a too. This one. I've already decided I'm pulling the Harper. Um, you're pulling speaking, the Harper. Yeah. Like we could go know. ahead and get started because it's not like he watched this episode anyway. So anyway, uh, we had a Super Bowl last Sunday, and, and uh, I think. Was it Harper or Mike? You and I both predicted the Chiefs, right? It's got to be the first time in my life I actually picked the winner before the season we started. Both, we both picked the winner before the season started, huh? I, yeah. In some amazing way. And we 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 did not pick the the winners, uh, the team that they would play against to make it. Yeah. None of us, neither. You picked the 49ers to make the playoffs. I didn't even do that. But we did both pick the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl um, and win it. And wouldn't you know... That's who won it. I we've been we've been trying to tell these motherfuckers that the NFL's booked from the beginning, and now we just proved it. That's right, damn it. That's right. It, it, that was a good game. 
But that was a good game. So Harper, I have a question. Uh. Um, what what free what free um show are we gonna start doing for a promotion when we finish Smoky Mountain? Fuck. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I don't dog. We're not. <laughs> That's the. We're not. It's not. See, the problem is, we're gonna run out of fucking promotions. No, we won't. We're gonna run out of will to live. I mean, pretty. I mean, in a few years, we're gonna be reviewing fucking episodes of Three's Company or some shit. We're just gonna run out of fucking everything. Well, it's see, a good thing we're. It's a good thing we'd be good at that. <clears throat> Come and knock on my door. Come and knock on our door. See what's waiting for you. See what's waiting for you. I am. Um, fuck the fucking brunette girl. Joyce DeWitt. She was. Yeah. Like, I hit that. I would too. There's not a lot you wouldn't hit though. Come on. That's, that's true too. Oh, hey, so, hey last week. Well, we need to know something here. Last week, uh, you said you were going to go eat some ass after the show. How did that go? I'm getting married. Yeah, okay. I mean it was, it was a shit show. Well, of course there were women involved. Yeah, I just sat there for a while and just drank a few beers. It's like I'm going home, I'm fucking tired, man. This is fucking retarded. <laughs> so okay. wait, wait a minute. This was, was that a... the answer you were looking for, Doc? Well, it, I, no. Is this a special people's dating event? No, I mean they're all kind of sitting around talking, and it it you, it looked more it, like a uh, it looked like a uh, like people meeting for like a uh, a company's like uh, a company's meeting or something. It, it just looks so fucking. I, I I just didn't want to do it. I was like, I, I'm not talking to your fucking people. What happened to just getting drunk on a Friday night and hooking up? Yeah, I mean, it's just, those days are gone, bro. Remember uh, those well, days when, like, you and your buddies would go to a bar and be like, she looks hot. Then you, I'm gonna, on the way there, you're like, I'm dragging something out of here tonight. Yeah, and then you would tell the bartender, buy her a drink, and then she, bartender would buy her a drink, and she'll look at you, you, you would wave at to her, then you would go sit there and fucking work your game. If you got something you did, if you if your game sucked, it didn't happen. Those days are over with. Now you got to fucking deal with an al- algorithm or some shit. Yeah, it's it's fucking swipe left and 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 swipe right. That doesn't work for me, bruh. It's almost like <laughs> instead of going, <laughs> it's not like Hogan Doc. It's not gonna work for me, brother. It's <laughs> 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 not gonna work for me, brother. I mean, think about it, Mike. You can't you can't put Hard Body Harper into an algorithm. I'm sorry. Data analytics, artificial intelligence, I don't give a shit. Harper is going to bust all of that. Yeah. You got to get to know, you got to sit across from the man and let his charm and wit and brute cologne just bring you in. My after. Oh, God. I love after. The fresh scent. Okay. I wear that. You do you, playboy. Duck it out, dog. <laughs> All so right. you didn't pound you didn't pound any guts after the show last week. No, like I was ready to go, and then they started playing some game. Uh, Categories? No, it was some card game where like everyone sits around a table, and, and you say like, "What's my favorite food?" And everyone's got to go around, and if they don't get it, it's 
I'm sitting there looking. I'm sitting there looking at the clock. I was like, it's eleven thirty. I got to fucking roll. I can't be with you, fucking Boy, people. You know what's happened here, Mike? What? Harper has aged before our very eyes here. Yeah, for I, real. Man, nothing, nothing, not even a broad will take it out of you more than a shoot job. <laughs> yeah, really, huh? <laughs> Fuck that shoot job shit, man. That, ah. shit, that shit rolls up on you like a leech. You're not really sure it's on you, and ah. it just starts sucking the insides out. And not ah. in the good way like a girl would do. I mean, now I know why people go to bars for fucking happy hours. Oh, shit. Now I know why. Now yes. I come home with a 12-pack of Rolling Rock. There you go. I just drank four or five of them. I just, I'm, I having, just, a, I'm having a fat tire right now. There you go. There I go. Fuck. Had a blue moon in the Patreon pre-app. Hey, we got to talk about something, Mike, because this episode was the drizzling shit. Oh, I'm... Can we let me do a couple of shout outs and then we'll get yeah. into it because that episode. Yes. Yeah, so well, I'm going to I'll show you exactly what I got. Why, what I, why I have this episode of primetime wrestling pulled up in a second. First off, uh, as we get into this thing, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage each and every month. We appreciate it. And then also a couple of shout outs. I'm going to start from. Um, I'm going to start. Uh, you'll see why I'm doing this primetime wrestling one in a second while y'all are looking at my screen. But uh, Kelvin Robin, welcome back to Patreon. Thank you very much. David Ford, who is uh, best Dave ever on Twitter. He, um, you gave him a oh, shout he's out the last one, week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's the one with the broad, right? Yeah, that bought him she the got all, bitch shirt. She, well, I, my, uh, Harper, I heard her nipples got hard when she heard us talking about her. So uh, oh. maybe, maybe you should say hello to her. What's up, girl? There you go. <laughs> I tell uh, you. He is... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Hopper. I never realized how fucking black I sound. To, I was in Winn-Dixie, and I heard the guys working there. And they're like, yeah, bro, bro. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I sound just like these motherfuckers. <laughs> Jesus, Hopper? What the I, fuck, man? I was That's like, kind of stiff. You know what would really mess everybody up? <laughs> if I was really black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're the black guy. <laughs> You're like freaking uh, Mike Tarika. <laughs> you you, you, wow. you can hear him on fucking ESPN radio? Yeah. Uh, guys, that was that was a uh, nice uh, nickel formation. And by the way, I uh, I was knuckled deep in Michelle Tafoya last night. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. I got a shout. Uh, I got a shout out. Well, I was going to shout out the BTT broad over at Best Day there ever, but you did that for me. I want to shout out Moose Denied. Tweeted a year. Apparently, Jim Cornette and Dave Meltzer are really going to go down with the ship here. So, if you got to pick a side, he picks Doc Turner. Let me tell you, that's the way to go. I'll never do you wrong because I don't give a single solitary shit about new wrestling. <laughs> here, let me let me let me help out all podcasts right now. If you're doing wrestling podcasts, I'm going to give you three things to do. Now you're going to notice that we do all three of these. Okay. Don't review the current product because nobody gives a shit. Number two. What was number two? Shit. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Number two. Number two. Oh, yeah. No best of shows. Oh. Got to keep that fresh content rolling. And number three. Almost as bad as doing new content. 
nobody gives a shit about any of these spare-ass pay-per-views that happened in WWE from 2001 to 2019. Bro, you ain't lying about that shit. I don't care what happened to the 2005 Royal Rumble, the 2007 Royal Rumble. You know what Royal Rumble I want to hear you talk about? 1992. Ric Flair going an hour. Other than that, fuck it. Yeah, no one wants to hear about fucking Unforgiven from from 2004, bro. Nobody. Boy, y'all are are salty this week. I'm just saying, who the fuck wants to hear that? Nobody. It's too recent. And so here's the thing. I'm trying to help out here. If you're sitting at home and you're going, man, why aren't wrestling podcasts like they used to be? It's that kind of bullshit. I'm feeling it, too. I was sitting over thinking, man, I don't want to listen to this. Swipe. Yeah, for (laughs) real, bro. Fuck that. To keep everybody on their P's and Q's. Hey, Doc, can I finish with the Patreon shoutouts? I don't know. Oh, you stopped me, so let me get through it. So, David Ford. Davey Davey ever. I'm sorry. uh, David Ford, best Dave ever on Twitter. BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. Thank you very much. Uh, Fritz Von Mulkey, Doc. He upped his pledge, and he's now a BTT Hall of Fame member. So, I want to thank you, Doc, for upping your pledge and... And making yourself a Hall of Fame member, Fritz or Doc, whatever hey, your name is I'm, over there. I'm not. I'm not just a cl- a member. I'm not just the president. Wait, what? You can't you even remember that, out, huh? Yeah, the hair I'm not guy. Just the president, I'm a client. Yeah. Size Burling. Whatever bullshit it was. And then I got one more for y'all. Y'all are gonna love this. This gentleman here, his name is Rowan Smith, new BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. He sent a message to the Patreon page, and it's must read material on the show. He said, as a 40-year-old, well, I don't know if he's 40 years old, but as a 40-year lifelong pro wrestling fan, I'm a longtime scum listener of BTT who succumbed to your guilt trips. He says, I love this show and had to get more of it. I'm a proudly raging docaholic. Hopper is way cool when he turns up. And Mike, you're okay, I guess. Only kidding. This podcast is the only one I patron. I look forward to getting my T-shirt. Big thanks. I feel blessed. So, Doc, there you go, Docaholic. He signed up this week. Be be blessed and be a blessing. He's a keeper. He's He's a a keeper. keeper. Okay, I got one more thing. Shout out to David Jordan for sending me the timestamp and where to find this. You know, Arn has left Crockett Promotions at this point, right? So we got into a discussion about the debut and well, David Jordan, longtime BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member, he sent me this and it is uh, the Brain Busters versus Sam Houston and Scott Casey on Primetime Wrestling, October 25th, 1988. And here is their debut in a WWF, television debut, WWF. Here it is. What's he doing here? Well, let's see. Let's find out. I didn't know he was going to make an appearance. I've heard some rumblings. He's got an announcement to make, and uh, I guess we're going to hear it. You know, I said 1988 was going to be my year. And I told you there were going to be new members and new additions to the Bobby Heenan family. Well, I have two new additions. And right now, I would like to introduce... Did you know about this, Alfred? Two new additions no, I didn't, but it was a surprise to me. Tully Blanchard, Aaron Anderson, collectively known as the Brain Buster! 
This is some announcement. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard joining the Bobby Heenan family. They are going to be known as the Brain Busters. Why? Well, oh, come on, Alpha. You didn't know. You didn't <laughs> usually know. I didn't know this. Behind the scenes. That was weird to watch, was it not, Doc? Harper, hit the tagline. This bullshit's all over. Book it, bitch. <laughs> What's Bang wrong, Doc? What's that, Sean Mooney talking? Fuck that that's, guy. That's Sean Mooney and... Oh, damn, why I, you Mr. don't like Sean w Mooney? No, yeah. I don't. Mr. WWF voice. I don't give a shit about that. I mean, the only guy... That just There's nothing about that that's right. This is all bullshit. Okay. I hate this. I hate the WWF. I always have, except for... Get him, Sam. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you do realize you, 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 you can blame Crockett for Arn not being there, but yeah. you can also blame Vince for Arn coming back, but we haven't had that discussion yet. True. So, because of how it all went down. But anyway, all right. So... Uh, oh, fuck. I saw maybe. that woman. The fucking ring announcer chick. Mike McGurk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He used to work with her son on the Indies. He he uh he actually was in FCW for a little while too. Oh, the, there you never, go. Did you stretch his her. ass? No, no. Did you ever stretch anybody? I stretch you every week. Every week. Yeah, you weren't prepared for that one. All right. Uh do you y'all want to do this this episode? God. October fifteenth, nineteen eighty eight. We gotta keep it. Let me tell you let, let me tell rough. you something. Hit it, because there ain't much I got. So we, we're... <laughs> there ain't much, huh? Mm -mm. That bad, huh? Mm. Yeah, that bad? Mm. I'm right. just hoping that it's one of those things where it gets better because we're just joshing it up like the fellas like to do. But I I'm agree. not hopeful. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. It's October 15th, 1988. Uh, the one thing they do throughout this show is they keep teasing something, and we will talk about that, I guess. They just Which is bullshit, too. Throughout. Anyway, so we open the show from, I believe we're in Fayetteville, North Carolina, at the Cumberland County Arena. I believe that's where we're at. We open the show from here, and we see Rick Steiner. He's trying to give Sullivan a present. And he gives it to him in a plastic bag. And but Rotunda, he kind of one up Steiner and gives and gives Sullivan a Syracuse sweater, varsity club sweater. And Steiner is heartbroken. He's dejected and oh. can't believe what just happened to him. So here we are, more dissension in the varsity club. And uh, I guess why? we'll leave it at that. What do you mean, why? Why is he down on Steiner? Are you being serious? Okay. Doc, you, you sound like you're just ready to shit on this whole episode. So go ahead and get it out of your system right now so so we can have a decent show. You ever I, notice uh, Rick Rude is still on the intro? No. Right there when they show the pictures? Fast forwarding during this part. I, I got to you said I got to hit that 10 seconds forward to get that six seconds ahead. <laughs> Dude, he's been gone forever, too. Yeah. Half. Holy shit. He's been gone for a while now. Um... So anyway, did you, the, did you see the guy doing the rabbit ears over the hat? Yeah, over there? yeah. Look at this asshole. <laughs> Boston Celtics, Larry yeah. Bird. They're I like, like Larry Bird. Okay, I so like y'all want to be y'all want to be real? Guy. I'm la a I I laughed at the dude with the blue hat and the glasses and the goatee. Now that some bitch looks funny. 
That guy's going to tell you, hey, man, I can put some cabinets in for you the right way. (laughs) 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 Shit. All right. Anyway, we keep going. We got um, Tony and and JR here, and they they ramble on about the Road Warriors and, and Dusty Rhodes and Sting, and they tell us, Something controversial happened, but they're just teasing us. That's it. Nothing else. It's just it's just teasing, and, and that's that. So, Doc, do you have anything from the opening as they teased us about what was happening? I, let me tell you something. You better swipe that little line till it's got a lot of red in it before I'm going to say another word. About this show? Okay. Hopper, you too? Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to say? I, I got you, dude. I'm with you. All right. Har- we'll keep Harper's going. They're like, Harper's in they're like, Sounds like this episode sucks, so I don't need to watch it. That's good because yeah. I didn't watch it. Sucks. <laughs> this this it's episode that, was it's a chore. That or I finally watched an episode and this shit sucked. Yeah, it's an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, we need baseball season back. Oh, it's, the great, it's the national pastime. Oh, but what you think about the broad in between Tony and Jr. right there? She kind of the one with the afro. I mean, it looked like a black chick, huh? She's kind of. Yeah, she looks mixed. Yeah, Let's she see. looks mixed. Yeah. That's I can't right tell if she's real or not. Oh, she's got the goddamn unicorn freaking shirt on. Remember when the broads used to wear the stupid unicorn shit? Jesus yeah, Christ. I, I bet she likes poison. <laughs> All right. We'll keep going. Uh, they go to the first match immediately. Hopper's favorite champion there, the Western States Heritage, Larry Zabisco, who is teaming with Al Perez. And they are going to defeat Mike Justice and David Isley. Teddy Long is the referee in the ring. I've got nothing from it other than Al and Zabisco win. Uh, D- Hopper, you? No. Doc? No. Al Perez has to be the worst Never put a microphone in front of that man, bro. Jesus. Okay, who's better, Tim Horner or Al Perez? Tim Horner is at least funny to laugh at. But they're both. But they're both <laughs> out of breath. Fucking stupid. They're both out of breath a lot. But like, Al Perez basically repeated everything Larry Zabisco said, but he said it worse. Man, Al oh, Perez man. makes Al Perez makes Lex Luger look like Ric Flair. <laughs> Hopper, you just said Al Perez is better than Tim Horner on the mic, but well, Tim Horner is the same guy who told you, who who made you say, "My ears need a rape kit after one of his promos." Well, Tim, he's at least so bad it's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Al Perez is just bad. Yeah. There's nothing there. He's not a good promo. I'm not trying to argue with you. He. What did you say that time about him? What? There's no sizzle to the steak? No. I mean, he looks good. Yeah. yeah. Just needs to stay quiet. Let Gary Hart do the talking. Yeah. Hush, hush up, Mexican. That's nice. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you see, that that's why we can't get no, more patrons. No. and Because you say dumb him. shit that's like what, that. No, no. That's what I was saying. That's what Zabisco should say to him. He's a heel. It would make sense for Sabisco to say that, right? He's a that's heel. That's why we can't get fucking Modelo to sponsor us. Bruh. I take Modelo. I like Modelo. I like Modelo. <laughs> All right. But Sabisco, but Sabisco would be one of those kind of, what, Eastern European kinds that would hate Hispanics, right? 
Sir Oliver Humperdink is now out here cutting a promo. He says a few things, not too much. He then throws it to a match with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus George South that we've actually already seen. Doc, any thoughts from that match? Why couldn't we just see a new Bam Bam Bigelow match? Yeah, really. Why is Bam Bam, Why is Bam Bam Bigelow a babyface? Everything was airtight, brother. At some point in there, did he say that, did, did Humperdinck say he was black? No. In this? Okay, I watched this a long time ago. And I couldn't help but wonder, when they threw it to Bigelow's match, because we had Bob Cottle on commentary, what does Bob Cottle think of Bam Bam Bigelow in 1988? I'm sure he didn't think nothing. Little did he know in a few more years he was going to have to deal with New Jack on the set of Smoky Mountain. So I'm sure that's he didn't think long, nothing. That's a long five years, man. In 88, the world was different. I mean, uh, I was just watching Italian Stallion wrestle in the background. Yeah, I don't think he thought nothing of it, Doc. I mean, he Bigelow been... wasn't out there. Bigelow wasn't out there calling him Patna and yeah. telling him his people were done. I mean, Bigelow, nothing about him says face. Nothing. Imagine having tattoos on your head in 1980-whatever. Yeah, missing teeth, 400 pounds. Wait, wait, hold on. What? Okay, you just said nothing about Bigelow says face. But, I mean, at the end of the day, nothing about Road Warriors would say face either, but they were faces. That's right. Yeah, but they got his head tattooed. Yeah, in 88, man, that was... Dude, I was at a bar last weekend with my church group. <laughs> God, what a church group this must be. And the bartender Jesus. had the bartender had face tattoos. And oh, I don't mean where like Where the fuck were you? And I don't yeah, mean like a, they're thinking of a kind of church he must go to. And what I don't kind mean of God are y'all worshiping. Hey, hey, you leave God out of this. Okay. But there was the let's just say Let's just say that it wasn't a bat. It wasn't like a, a teardrop. There was action going on on his face. And it's shocking in 2020. This was 32 years ago. Yeah. I, I disagree with both of y'all. He just looked you like were, a badass. You were, you're high. I never got high in my life. That's part of the problem. Yeah, that's okay. the problem. All black oh. people smoke weed. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my right ass. What do they know how to roll them really good too? I mean, what else? Do, what else are they good at? I don't know. Does anyone still roll them anymore? I have no clue. What else would they do with them? They got those vape things now with the oh. with the chemical shit. Bro, I've been around people. I've said this on this show before. I've been around people that that <laughs> took an aluminum can and <laughs> figured out a way to get high off of aluminum can. You know, using a yeah. yeah. Who? That's not a big. That's not shocking. We all have been there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you do what you got to do, right? We've all been smoked all. Oh, here we go. Harper's got a bad hey, internet you connection. Yeah, you smoked aluminum. Doc, well, it can't be. It that? can't be much worse. Well, it can't be much worse than smoking skunk weed. So whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, we disagree about Bigelow. That motherfucker should be a a a, a big time heel. Hell, he probably should have been the next horseman, if we're going to be honest. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't either. I'm I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, they should have dug Butch Reed up somewhere and had Simmons and and Butch Reed be the Horseman. Well, there was a rumor that Simmons was going to be a member of the Horseman. There's nothing more heelish than a black guy hanging out with the champ in 1988. Not for real. Can you imagine, though, if Simmons was a Horseman? Dude, Ron Simmons is a mountain of a man. That would have right. been fantastic as, yeah. as the enforcer. Let me ask we you gotta a talk question. About, we got to talk about something because this shit sucks. So what do you got for let, me? Let me ask you all a question since since it's playing in the background. And, and um, yeah, this episode was kind of bad. Um, Nikita Koloff uh, is about to face a Russian assassin number two. But so we got. That's nice. Right here, you got Ric Flair and you got Barry Windham. If Ron was going to be the third horseman. Who would be the fourth if they did have one during this time period right when Arnie Tully left? Keith Steinborn. No, I'm being serious, asshole. Oh, okay. Um, Brian Pillman. Oh, wait. What's wrong no, with that's you? That's too early. Dude. I'd have been fine if it had been uh, Screw the Varsity Club and Rotundo and Steiner come over. And yeah, yeah, you could have uh, Mike Rotan. What do you think about Larry Zabisco? Mm, Dangerous Alliance earlier in the in Zabisco and Simmons. I could see hell Zabisco, Zabisco and Perez. Zabisco and Perez because you could oh, hide Perez, but, but you could hide Perez. He would never have to talk. No, because I could see uh, Larry Zabisco being. I would have like in there, Tully. I want to like Al Perez because I think he's got something, but man, he just won't. It's like I want to pick him up like a by his feet and shake him until some charisma comes out. You keep <laughs> talking over Harper. Harper, what were you saying? I th- uh, Larry Zabisco could have been like the, the uh, re- replaced Tully. Yep. So Simmons and Zabisco would be the third and fourth with Flair and Wyndham. Wyndham goes up to number two. Right. So Flair's one, uh, Wyndham's two. The only thing about that combination is I just can't see like Simmons and Zabisco tagging and becoming like tag champs or something. I don't. They don't. I don't, they, know. They don't have weird. To. Well, I mean, you say that, but ever the thing with the Horsemen was they pretty much always held a tag title. Not always, All, you know what I mean? Always. Were, no, not that, always, in but their, in their twelve-year run. N- you know what I mean, asshole. <laughs> I don't know about Zabisco. I definitely you know see Simmons. You know can what you I see would've... Simmons being just an angry black man on television in 1988? You know what I would have done if we could, if we're going to go back and rebook this? I'd have gotten the boogie mobile, gone back and slapped Jimmy Crockett upside the head, say, pay Arn his money and get Arn and Tully back and let's keep printing money. Well, that ain't going to happen. The discussion yeah. was Simmons and who else. I don't know if I'm sold on Zabisco. I don't know if I'm sold on Al Perez. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. What about... uh, uh Dr. Death? Dr. Yeah, Death could have been something. Just keep him away from the mic. Keep him away from the mic, and who's the third guy is important, but it's this. it could still be Zabisco. Simmons. Simmons Zabisco. and Dr. Death actually will work. You know why? Both collegiate athletes. To two go big sons of bitches. Club. Two big sons of bitches. God, those two guys are huge. They're monsters, yeah. both of them. 
and you know what we're going to you know do? Promos. It, you know wh- what? You know what we're going to do at some point, though. What? Kendall Wyndham. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm with Hopper on that. Oh my God. <laughs> no, dog. <laughs> that's good. I know that's Sam a no, that's a no for me, him. brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, yeah. Hopper? You what? I know Sam Houston when I see him. He looks like Kendall. Kendall Williams looks like Sam Houston and Ian Ziering had a baby. <laughs> you know who yeah. that is, Mike? Ian Ziering is the dude from um, 90210, right? That's Steve, right. Steve Sanders. I was homesick yeah. the other day with a uh, little stomach virus. Uh, I watched a couple episodes of 90210 laying in bed, sweating and hurting. Did you watch it on Pop? I don't know. Yeah. I, I was DVR a, it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I DVR that. I DVR. I mean. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about Brenda having stage four breasticle cancer? Yes. God, bro. Dylan and Dylan and Dylan and Brenda are both not going to live to be old. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah. No. Huh? Dude, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. Shit. We're, we're old, man. We are, we are. All right, let me let me keep going. That way we can um get through some to some better parts of this show. So they are go to any? a match. Uh yeah, they go to a match, and we got Nikita Koloff versus the Russian Assassin, and it's a one fall, thirty minute time limit. Jr. tells God. us, and he says this is the TV main event, but I mean it's really not because well, it's like early yeah. in the show, <laughs> right, Hopper? It's yeah, it's like the, the second match, and it's the, the main event. But whatever. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, they go about you know, 12 minutes before we go to the finish. What you got, Doc? You know what this is like? Uh, this is like my bullpen got blown up the day before. So you're the starter out there getting pounded, and the manager's like, sorry, little buddy, but we're going to need you to go six. And you ain't trying to go six. Yeah. You've already given up 11 runs, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> we ain't. there's nobody coming. You got to figure yeah. this out. <laughs> not gonna work for me brother <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah they go to the, so the thing about this thing is I, did either one of y'all like what y'all saw from these these two here me he worked That's, the arm yeah great I, I guess so it's the nwa in 1988 so of course that entails that there's going to be a ref bump at one point so here's what happened this was ref a takes, good ref bump i didn't it was good, but that's all they do is ref bumps. They always do ref bumps. It was, it was Nikita, airtight, brother. If if Nikita can't beat Jack Victory, then where are we? That's nice. Come on, Doc. It's not supposed to be Jack Victory, but whatever. Actually, is that Jack Victory in there? Yeah, that's it's two. Two. Yeah, that's two. So here's the thing. The, we're going to see it in a second if you're watching on the Patreon video. But uh, Teddy, it was a good ref bump. I'll give you that. Teddy Long takes a bump. Um, assassin number one comes in to help Assassin number two once Teddy Long is down. And he loads up the mask while Nikita is distracted. And he heads butt, he headbutts Nikita. Uh, Jones tries to revive Teddy Long and does so, at which point Ivan comes in and starts choking Jones with a chain. And when they finally get Jones free, Jones looks like he's dead. And... That was kind of it, man. It was just a fuck finish, and there you the go. The crowd liked it. So that's a good point because I always, I still feel like in 86 when we would go to these live venues, the crowd was really into it. They're still yeah. into it now. Maybe not as much as they were in 86. What do you think, Hopper? 
No. I mean, they, they're still responding to what they're doing, but they're not losing their fucking minds. That's a great point. Remember in 86, still, they were losing hey, their minds. They're, they're still coming to the arena. It's not their fault Crocus pissing it away with jet fuel. Yeah. I moved to Dallas and shit. Yeah, like that bullshit. Like he's JR. What do y'all think about Paul Jones getting choked by Ivan at the end? I just I was deep into a fast forward. That's nice. Can you grow Come up? On. You need to be a little bit more positive, you know? The people come here, and they want the power of positivity, Doc. So you want me to shuck and jive like Vince wants me? <laughs> I would love yeah. to see you shuck and jive, actually. That would be tantalizing. <laughs> it would. I know. Shuck and jive, Doc. God, that would be great. I want to see you <laughs> shuck and jive. Oh, shit. All right. Doc, any thoughts on how this thing ended? Paul Jones no. is messed up. Uh, poorly. Poorly. <laughs> I, I don't even think they announced who won or lost. I just think it was a thrown out match. Yeah, Cause nobody, Because nobody cares. It was airtight, brother. Airtight. Look at poor old Russians. What'd you say, Hopper? Look at them poor old Russians, man. Poor Who Russians, was that, Sergeant Slaughter? Is that that cop? No, I didn't. I wasn't even paying attention. See? No, I didn't. I was, I was, I'm rewinding it back. Oh, yeah. Look is. at that hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Doc, you got anything from the promo that follows this with Ivan and Nikita? No. Ivan is good. Nikita, ooh. Is a disaster. He just, his accent gets worse. Every week. There was a time in like 95, 96 where we would watch Nitro and every week we would swear Luger was bigger. Like, dude, he got bigger this week. How the fuck did that happen? I swear every week Nikita gets worse. We said As the same thing about Scott Steiner in, in on Nitro every week. We're well, like, that, God damn, that was next. getting bigger and bigger. That was next. Luger was first, and then came Papa Pump. Big, that's and true. Then, and, and then we found him in asshole Oklahoma taking special people's last ten dollars. That's not well. You need to. It's been three years since that it show aired. You need to explain what you're talking about. You just can't say that. Why not? Asshole you are promo. so wrong. The promo you cut after we went to that show got you banned just, from Oklahoma. I just wanted us. I snuck in at the holidays, by the way. But um, I just came back and said we should have started an electric scooter company for all the people there that are either diabetic <laughs> or <laughs> Or will will be by the end of the year. All I saw was a business opportunity, and then it was like, dude, That's, you you went further it, than that. It, well, there were a lot of missing teeth and a lot of missing chromosomes. <laughs> you went further was, than that, though. I well, and it was just really sad down at the merch tables at the end of the night. And my I granted, mean, these two old broads that remembered him from back in the day. Oh, Mike. <laughs> That's true. I they took pictures and shit, and I thought, man, he's gonna try to get me to go back to some Best Western and uh, get some kind of weird scene going on with him, where he fucking puts on his Mike Vick jersey and pulls out that brass <laughs> knucks trophy. And he's gonna ask me to oil up his chest or some shit. I was like, bro, we gotta. He's like, bro, I, I was like, bro, we gotta go. And he goes, hold on, I'm hold on, I'm talking to them for a second. I was like, son of a bitch. God damn it! Look at Mike. 
Pop, yeah, <laughs> we open this show that next week. You were on it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that I don't think Doc remembers saying this. He said, God, I had to wash the stupid off of me when I left that building. <laughs> Man, there was like, what, 2,500, 3,000 people? Man. Dude, there was a lot of people being separated from a lot of money. Yep. There was I a actually lot of- felt bad for this one guy because he didn't have it all. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of him. He That's yeah, what I'm saying. He was a special person. Before, and he wanted he wanted a John Cena something and he got sold some other stuff. <laughs> that poor yeah. dude. Because wrestlers are some carny bastards. This yeah, one dude I'm, I'm thinking before, of. Bro. I'm like, man, this is I feel bad for these people. Mike, I, did you I, did you always sell menace to society only memorabilia at your merch table? No. Wait, what? I thought you told me one time you used to sell other shit. Yeah, some I mean, shows, so- dude, some fucking wrestling shows like miniature flea markets. Right. With the shit they fucking sell. Fuck, I remember working one in Mississippi. They had the little pocket knives that fucking look like, you know, with dragons on them. Like, like, like fucking truck stop type shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you s- selling this for? Mike, didn't you tell me your dad ran your merch? Uh, he, he, uh, he got, he knew somebody to get some shirts printed for cheap and yeah, he, he, he ran some shirts for me, but he would, he would do some of the stuff, but like what Harper's talking about, you got to remember. So nowadays it's not as easy to sell merch at a wrestling show, but back in the day when the internet wasn't as thriving in the mid nineties, man, yeah, you could get all kind of like little truck stop bullshit trinkets and stuff and you could push that stuff at a, at a wrestling event and make you some money. And I gotta be, and look, let's be real. We weren't making money wrestling. So if you could make some money off of a merch table, that was the way to go. I forgot. I remember them selling, they would go to the Dollar Tree. Right. And get those, those little shitty, like the fake, like Dollar Tree wrestlers. Yep. Toys. And they would yep. sell them for like two, two or $3. I'm like, that's from the Dollar Tree. Fucking shithead. And here's the guy who's trying to take the moral high ground on Tommy Rich each and every Sunday Hold night. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Don't even compare me to that crackhead. Don't do not go there. Don't he doesn't do crack. I I never ripped anybody off. I did not do the dumb stuff that that clown did. So don't even go there. And I hate that you bring it up because now that now fake Stan Lane's gonna be in my freaking mentions. Non-stop this next week. Hey, bro, you're talking about Tommy Rich. Doc brought it up, okay? Don't even go there. You Uh. are spared the disrespect that he shows Tommy Rich each and every Smoky Mountain. That's fucked up. It is bad. He's a former world champion. That's what I say. NWA world champion. Harper's talking shit. But if Harper would have been in that locker room and he did that to Harper, Harper would have done like he wants to do to Young Bucks and took his foot and stuck it up Tommy Rich's ass. Well, first of all, they wouldn't even say that to me. Well, so there you go. But if they would have, if Tommy Rich would have, you'd have bowed up too. Don't even go there. You from Metri. Learn how to command a room a little bit better. Yeah. If you can handle it. What? (laughs) Did he use the N-word? No. (laughs) I didn't know. That kid come up to me. He had cornrows in his head. I I didn't know who it was, you know. 
He's like, <laughs> told me his name or something. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what your name is. I don't know what the kid was for. I, what is he? Well, got cornrows and shit. To be fair, I can imagine that not a lot of people gave a fuck what your name was. <laughs> you had cornrows? He had those little twisty ties. I, is that what I, you I, wore I, just for the show, right? I, no. I honestly don't know if I had those in my hair that day. I don't I don't remember. He was crisscross. I told you. We, we didn't walk around wearing that like out in public, huh? <laughs> I mean, if it was the weekend, maybe. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the trash bags he stuck Jesus. his little thingy into with that look? You're a college graduate. Act like it. Not then he wasn't. <laughs> That came, that came much, much later. <laughs> God, you driving like a fucking 87 Monte Carlo. With some rims on it. I did have a cutlass at one point. You see? Who didn't? Who didn't? <laughs> what's, what's, what's funny about this is, is that Mike and I have lived such parallel lives because I had a cutlass <laughs> and we both worked at Burger King. I had a Trans Am. Harper? You imagine the broads that were in here servicing his pipe? Yep. Jesus Christ. So Funny that Harper Harper, Harper Harper was out living us early on. <laughs> we had to overcome some circumstances, didn't we, Mike? Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, we really did. Dude, we Mike. really did. What Harper? Especially Mike. I know, he's still <laughs> dealing with it. He I guess it doesn't I guess it doesn't really wash off. Harper's struggling in the fact that I used to walk around with braids in my hair. It's a ridiculous look. God. And that wasn't even your fucking, like, uh, a ring attire. That was your, like, it's Tuesday. I'm going to work. Hold on. No, no, no. I couldn't wear that, I couldn't wear that to work, man. <laughs> That's the only thing that stopped him. <laughs> Living a dream, brother. Okay. Let's go to Ric Flair. We... God, I don't know. I don't think we've really even talked about this show, but... We, we just come off of Ron Simmons defeating John Savage match, and now we're going to go to Ric Flair, who's with David Crockett. And um, we're in the arena. We're not in the studio at all this week, so here you go. Hey, here he is, the man that makes the world go round, one of the horsemen, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Rick, you heard Sir Oliver Humperdinck, bam, bam, big O. He says he's going to take that championship away from you. you. Know, I'm going to give Humperdinck the benefit of the doubt tonight. You know, it's that time of the year when my contracts call for me to be in Frisco one night, New York the next. Paris the next night, and back in Minneapolis, Minnesota next. And here the nature boy is, in all his magnificence, down with a little bit of a cold, David Crockett, a little bad throat. So Humperdinck, not to slight you in the least, but I'm going to save all the fuel, I'm going to save all the fire, and I'm going to light you up this time next week. Now I'm going to talk about the realities of professional wrestling. You just saw the assassins, two friends of mine with Paul Jones, a special friend of mine, Cheech, Nikita, and Ivan Koloff, a lesson about this sport. It goes like this. If you haven't got the guts to walk the same aisle, Ric Flair does, stay home. Bottom line, we are the National Wrestling Alliance, and God knows we are the very best wrestlers in the world today. We cheat. We don't live by any rules written in any book. We know one word and one word only, and that's win. 
and Barry Windham, the U.S. champion, Ric Flair, the world champion, even though I despise Cornette and the Midnight Express on a personal level, they're the world champions, the only ones. So think about it. When you're over there dreaming about the good things of life, and I'm talking to Dusty Rhodes, I'm talking to Sting, Luger, Nikita, any of you boys that think that it's a soft walk to a title in this sport, look at it the way it really has to be looked at. You gotta beat one of the very best, me, Barry Windham. You gotta beat Mike Rotundo. And the bottom line is, you all walk around and you wanna tell the world how it's gonna be. But the bottom line is, you can't put me, Rotundo, the Midnight, or Barry Windham down for that count of three. So as I've said so many times, so eloquently in the past, <laughs> whether you like it or don't like it, David Crockett, learn to live with it, because baby now, ooh, I can't do it, my throat's bad. It is, <laughs> just ask JJ, it's the best thing going today. Doc, your thoughts on Ric Flair right there? Well, Harper sent us a little cartoon of the girl he was banging the squirter over here. But uh, Rick, uh, Rick had a little bit of a cold there. Maybe he's got a little coronavirus. Maybe he's got a little bit of gonorrhea down his throat. Who knows? I liked it when he was like, we are, star- <laughs> we are stars. We don't play by the rules. We're out here carnying it up in the, in the, you know. I like that, man. It's it's what Corny always talks about, man. These guys were out being hucksters and shit and being interesting. Now they just play Xbox and tweet. Yeah. Well, you nailed it. There's got to be something that makes... I mean, I'm sorry, and I know this was you, but I don't want to talk about the guy from IT who's doubling moonlighting as a wrestler. I want to talk about fucking Kamala coming through the woods trying to eat my ass. Not eat my ass, but eat me. Whoa. And, well. <laughs> right. Right. Well. But I but mean, that, you know, I... Okay, circle, so, circle, dot, dot, brah. So, so Jeremy over in IT can do a 450 and is a gymnast. Who gives a shit? I hate I'll, that shit. Ugh. I want to I know somebody who legitimately is like, all right, well, Real? If, this kept, if this kept going long enough, I'm pretty sure they'd just stab me in the side rather than wrestle me. That's, I don't get it. Wrestling sucks these days. I'm pissed off. So Rick was great there. He's probably getting the cheese, right? I mean, why not? Harper, what did you think? It, it, I mean, he was sick, but it's just like, they're like, Rick, just come out and shoot a promo. I'm feeling sick. Well, Fuck it. I'll go do one. And he did just, you know, a standard Rick uh Rick Flair promo. Yeah, it was pretty meat and, and potatoes, but it was still good. Yeah. And he played hurt. Yeah, because he couldn't woo, but the crowd did it for yeah. him. Which was pretty cool. The crowd was like, woo. Yeah. That was good. 
Oh my God! Did you see that? I was wondering if we were going to talk about that. Jesus Christ! So we got this match. We got Eddie Gilbert in there against Trent Knight, and Eddie Eddie Gilbert he goes for the hot shot, and when he goes for it, um, I don't think the guy understood what was supposed to be happening. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't make right contact now. with the rope. Yeah, he just fell before it. So then Eddie Gilbert is going to go for it again, and he's telling him here. You can see him. He literally leans over. Watch. He, he's Well, he's telling him right there. But anyway, he gets him the second time, and he takes it right. But uh, it still didn't look all that great. But the first one, he laid flat on his face. So Gilbert wins. Doc, any thoughts? Well, he's getting ready to cut a promo, and I was like, so he's back, and he's a baby face, but we don't know why. There's yeah. brother. He comes. He uh, he is back. Harper, do you have anything else from the match besides the the mist? No. Um, where was he when he left and he and he came back? Was it Memphis? Probably Memphis and or uh, Alabama Continental. Maybe. Okay. I mean, those are just the options. I would think maybe because there's nothing down in Florida. Uh, Puerto Rico. Mm, that's where he goes to die. Uh, well, Coco. Wow. That's come on, Mike. Me? Uh, yeah, come on, Mike. Control your show. I mean, you're the fucking Mr. Uh, I mean, you're the Mr. Belden of this shit. Get some control. He does good. Here's your control, bitch. Come on, come hang on this. Let's go to Eddie Gilbert. You back hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Let's talk about gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. I understand since you've been gone, you and this man have become close personal friends, and you know what happened to him right here on HMI TV. That's kind of something, Shimani. You know, I was sitting home a couple weeks ago, and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. He said, well, I know you've never claimed to be the strongest wrestler. You've never claimed to be maybe the wildest wrestler. But you've always claimed to be the smartest wrestler. And that's what I am. Now, Steiner, Rotundo, you two goose want to still be in college and wear your little letters? That's fine. I'm living in reality now. I don't need school letters. When you get in the ring with hot stuff, and when gorgeous Jimmy comes back along, Dinnering the two most dangerous and smartest wrestlers. I don't have to know all that wrestling stuff. Just out think I'm, I'm the smartest. I'm the greatest. And whoever knows, maybe some fire might come out, man. Okay, some words from Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, directed towards Rick Steiner, Mike Rotunda, and of course, the games master Kevin Sullivan. We've seen a lot more of Eddie in the weeks to come. Coming up next. Our Doc, your thoughts on Eddie Gilbert's promo? Eddie and his old friend Jim Garvin. What? That's all you got? Yep. That's it? Yep. You know, the point of this conversation is to talk about things, and that's all you got. Well, he's back, and he's a baby face, and he's friends with Jim Garvin, and I don't know why. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. I didn't like crap- this. I didn't like it either. Y'all are crapping on Eddie Gilbert. Well, it's better than us crapping on his grave. Just his Whoa. memory. All right, well, we'll keep moving then. I can't believe y'all Harper, are crapping on Eddie Gilbert, man. I mean, he's hot stuff Eddie up. Gilbert. Harper, do you know who Gigi Allen is? That sounds familiar. You should uh, 
Google that sometime. Gigi Allen? Mm-hmm. G Parters, Mike. I'm waiting for y'all to finish y'all conversation. This will take the rest of the night, so you might as well keep going. Okay. The Sheep Herders defeat Curtis Thompson and Tommy Angel. Doc, any thoughts from this? Uh, yeah, I actually had one. I got to pull this up here. Uh, what do you think the Sheep Herders camouflage pants smell like? I knew you were going to ask that. They, they grow up. I mean, come on. Can you get something Did, better? Okay, I got, I got one for you. Did you see him bite the rope at the end? Yeah, what about it? Well, would you want to bite a wrestling rope? Fuck no. There is nothing in a wrestling ring I'd I'd prefer to put my mouth on. Yeah, for real, bro. <laughs> ring, you want to talk wrestling about wrestling rings are fucking disgusting. You want to talk about the dirtiest thing on planet Earth, Hopper? Right? Hopper. And just like that, he's gone. Okay, he's well, he says they're I'm disgusting. <laughs> oh, there he I is. I just thought it would be. A mess. To, he's biting that ring. Yeah, how dirty? How dirty are wrestling dude. rings? They they are beyond disgusting. They are sweaty and bloody, and it's dude. When when we first started a wildcat, the fucking canvas was permanently wet from fucking sweat. So it grew fungus and it grew mold and yeah, they they're fucking gross, bro. Hobart, yeah. what color was your was y'all original canvas blue or white? It was it was blue. Alright, so the 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 first ring that I trained like started my training in had this what was a white canvas at one point in time. That's stupid. White? Hopper, the that thing was green and brown by the time a a, a year and a half went by. From the blood that had dried up in it, and just the 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 sweat, like you're talking about, because it's so yeah. humid, and I'm sure exactly. like Wildcat's ring was, you know, in this warehouse, like the mm-hmm. ring I trained in, and so you got this humid environment, and it's sweat that just drips constantly when you're working out in it, and yeah. that ring canvas was disgusting. It yeah, is amazing that you and I both did not get staph infections. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Disgusting. So, Doc, to answer your question, biting anything in a wrestling ring is the nastiest thing on the planet. Yeah. So the sheep oh, herders, that, there he is. Sheep herders are tough. Wrestling rings are nasty, bro. I mean, unless it's the performance center, I'm sure they keep that sucker clean, but. Yeah. Those, those rings, but that's corporate standards. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, all right, Doc. Any other thoughts on the sheep herders and Curtis Thompson, Tommy Angel? Not really. What do you have from the sheep herders promo? I thought it was good, but they're about to leave. Yep. So yeah. fuck them. I know. No, not fuck them. But they're here. They've been in this promotion now. And they did it. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. They did nothing with that. That, let me tell you something. We talk about Arn, Tully leaving. There's things that make us angry. That makes me angry. They were a top tag team, and they did nothing with them. 
Yeah, they did a clash here and there, and they did this and that. When I say did something with them, they are legitimate tag champ material. They and they did, did nothing. nothing with them. Nothing. 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 So pour one out for the sheep herders. I forget when they exactly leave, but it's not too far away. It's not like a Boo Bradley thing, is it? What do you mean? Where we're going to be tuning in. We're going to be tuning in nine weeks from now. And they're like they're still here. Um, no, they're they're getting close to being gone. They're gonna go kiss some babies. Yeah, they're kiss about to go kiss some ba- lick lick some babies. They're getting ready to go make merch. real. They're gonna go make some real money. Yeah, sell some merch. All get some matching stuff. figures made from Hasbro. Would you rather kiss a strange baby or chew on a ring rope? Um, mm, I guess kiss a weirdo baby. Gross. Would you let Harper kiss your baby? Come yeah. on. <laughs> Imagine if Harper came out to the ring licking babies. Oh, God, that's fucking gross. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> babies, babies are disgusting, dude. Yeah, now gross babies are. They pick their nose. And... Oh, come on, Harper. Circle, circle, dot, dot. It's not like you don't put your mouth and tongue on some other nasty things. Oh, babies don't. Babies don't. Fun. Babies might pick their nose, but wait till they're like four and they eat it. That's fucking gross. I never got that eating fucking boogers. Who the fuck eats the goddamn boogers? Four-year-olds. Ugh. All of them. <laughs> hey, get this. On the way to... I don't even think I told you this, Mike. On the way to soccer practice last week, I was just driving along, and I'm, 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 I did a run-in on the coach job because... Our coach had to go out of town for a little bit, so I'm 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 filling in. So I'm, I'm heading to practice, and I'm thinking about like, what are we gonna do tonight? Shit, I ain't done nothing. But all of a sudden, from the back seat, the trail goes, "Hey, Dad." I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" He goes, "Is fuck a bad word?" <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what did you tell him? Uh, I said, uh, "Yeah." Mm. To which you can understand that he's my son. He goes, "Is it worse than S and A?" It's like, "Yeah." Wow. I go. Um, so, where did you hear that? Buddy Landell tell him that. Man, I was first thing I was thinking is, please don't be me. Please don't be me. Please don't get it from me. Because then, you know, then I've been on constant trouble, shoot trouble with LaFonda. La, La mm. Some little twat at school. Yeah, they all That's blame nice. me on some little twat at school. Wouldn't you? Bruh, I mean, I'm not father of the year when it comes to curse words. They're just words, but I mean, it was. That, that's what I it said. Was, like, I'm like, you it know. was stunning to hear them come out of his mouth, especially when you're. He goes, "Are you?" So the big thing is, he goes, "Are you mad?" I'm like, "No, I'm not mad." He's like, "Why aren't you mad? It's a bad word." I was like, well, "You were just asking a question. It's not like you, you know, started cussing me out on the side of the road." Shit. He didn't tell you to go fuck yourself, is what you're saying. That's yeah. right. That's right. He was just, you know, you can always ask a question. Eh, true. All right. Are we done with Latrell? Yeah. So after the Sheep Herders promo, we get Steiner, Rotunder, and Sullivan. They they show a replay of the September 3rd, 1988 attack when 
Uh, Jimmy Garvin supposedly had his leg broken in the studio. What do you mean, why? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I hate everything about this episode. I'm trying to find anything to talk about. I just talked about Latrell. I, this episode sucked. Yeah. D. Okay. Do you have anything from their promo? Nope. Why not? Because I don't care. God. You, you know, That's this is not compelling up. audio, man. Okay, I thought that Kevin Sullivan at the beginning of this promo looked high because look at his eyes. Yeah, uh, it might be you might be onto something there. Um, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, it wasn't anything special. You know, Steiner starts messing with Rotunda and tells him, and then tells Rotunda that Sting had him beat, and then he taunts Rotunda, and it's kind of funny watching Steiner. You know, as like the the village idiot and the, the yeah the stepchild. He got stupid quick, huh? <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> I think he always was. The problem was well, they started. He was he was just like the roughneck guy, the, the kind of just guy that would beat up people, and now he's stupid. He looked, he goes, he's kind, nah, he's kind of touched, dude. Uh, let, let me play it. Here it is. It, it's real short. Surgery a lot since that time for Jimmy Garvin. First of all, let's get off the Jimmy Garvin thing. Here's the way. Wait a second. Wait a second. Here's the greatest world tag team champions of all times. Now. The one we're talking about is here is the six man tag team champions of the world. That's real special. What about that with the Road Warriors, Dusty Rhodes, and Sting? Hey, Mike, Sting had you beat with a scorpion. Man, yeah, how can you not like the, the dog face gremlin? Oh my I didn't god, say I, didn't li- I didn't say I didn't like it. I don't think they properly explained why he's turning because they've been treating him bad, right? Why they've been treating him bad because he's all of a sudden because he's an idiot, you're right. He got, but he got no. dumb all of a sudden, so why? Airtight. Asbestos. No, no, no. Right. You know, you know what you sound like right now. You sound like one of these modern wrestling people who just, just criticizes for the sake of criticizing. No, I like. I thought it was funny when he was like staying at him, beat. I was there. <laughs> I had to save him. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, man. Okay. Anything else, Doc? Hopper. Nah. Uh, Mike uh, Rotunda. And Rick Steiner then go in the ring and they defeat Gene Ligon and Joe Cruz. I'm going to assume y'all have nothing from it. Uh, no. No, bruh. Kevin Sullivan then defeats some unnamed enhancement talent. I, I didn't even, I don't think they showed a graphic or said it or anything, although I think it's Bob Emery. Um, I don't know how they don't DQ Sullivan. He's on the outside and Sullivan and Rotunda are hitting this poor dude while Steiner is... Uh, just acting crazy and dumb, and he helps Henry back into the ring, and I, you know, this I don't know, I didn't know what to make of this. Uh, did y'all have any thoughts on the the Sullivan match? Uh, no, no. Wow, that's it. I know it's fucked up, huh? Well, it's just crazy. Like I don't know how he didn't get DQ'd in the beginning because like Tommy well, Young is in the ring. Here's the problem. You're getting frustrated with this because we won't bite, but the problem is is that at some point. You're like, what are we going to do when this shit gets bad? It's not that this is bad. It's boring. 
they start rolling out 92 Jason Hervey. I got plenty to say about that. But this was just a boring ass episode. Nothing happens. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. And so and so it's not even like it's bad. It's just nothing happens. We'll get it turned up when they start sucking for real. <laughs> uh, wrestle crap can be fun. Sullivan wins this match. How he didn't get DQ'd in the beginning, I have no idea. They're treating Rick Steiner bad on the outside. They're beating him, and it it, it it's it's just weird. Um, Tony and David then throw it to a uh, interview with Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons gives an update. He says he is not joining the Varsity Club, no matter what mm-hmm. you may have heard. And then Crockett asked him what's going on with Sting and the Road Warriors and Dusty, and Simmons says. He doesn't have the answers. So, like, they tease it. Hey, something happened with Dusty and the Road Warriors and Sting, but that's it. We don't get nothing else. Doc, did you have anything from that? Harper, did you have anything from it? What happened? What happened? We don't know. They won't tell us. Well, and also, at some point in that interview, he said that a soul brother was better than a blood brother. Oh. And I don't have a way to, I, I can't. I don't know how to to argue that, Mike. Can you tell us? Is that true? <laughs> Is that true, Michael? You got anything else from the promo? Well, I'm I'm no, I, I want. How are we gonna learn about each other's cultures if we don't engage oh, in these? Oh, for fuck's sake! Shut up. I I'm mean, so man. Remember that movie? Yes. See Thomas Howell, dude. Right. God, what a stupid movie. Now I realize the 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 flaw in all this is that I'm your soul brother, Mike. So that's a little bit of a problem, but whatever. I thought Ron Simmons was good. He's like, you keep my name out your mouth, kind of shit. Yeah, it was real short too, but yeah. good, effective. Keep my name out your mouth. I'm not going to be in a varsity club. And then he, he went to no the drugs. No to no drugs, drugs, man. No to drugs. Don't don't I mean, don't I mean say say yes. Say yes. But say no. <laughs> say no on the side. Do all the drugs. Shoot up. Shoot up. Shoot up. Doc, I can't believe I'm asking you this. Do you have anything from J.J. Dillon's promo that comes up next? No. That's fucked up. <laughs> well, he, all he says is Dusty's not going to get a chance right. at Barry's U.S. title. And that's it. Yeah. He Here's the thing. I watched this late last week, and I was taking notes. And I was like, Okay. I must have been drunk. And then I looked down and I wasn't drinking. I was like, shit, I didn't write anything down for this fucking episode. He doesn't. I'm telling you what he said. He said Dusty's not going to get a chance at Barry's U.S. title. And then he names a guy, a a few guys that might get a shot. And he's curious what the hell happened to Dusty, too. And that's it. Like, it it was nothing. There was nothing nothing else said. Bro, this was a weird episode. Very weird. What happened? Nothing. I think here. Okay, here's what I think happened. I'm just gonna lay it out now. I think the whole purpose of this show was just to get through it and tease Dusty Warriors and Sting. Just tease what what we're gonna find out happens next week. Let's just get through it. We'll tease it and set the hook at the end because that's exactly what they do, so that everybody can tune in next week. I I literally I I think that's what they did. I think that was the whole point of it. Let's just tease it throughout. Let's throw Rick out there. And let's tease it throughout. I think all the Crockett's are off negotiating the final terms of the deal, and they just did a house show. Well, there might be something to that because we're in the arena, not in the studio. Um, Yeah, that might might be something to that. Okay. 
Hubbard, did you have anything from JJ before I moved to Dick Murdoch? Not right. No. Yeah, me either. Not Dick really. Mur- yeah, I'm with you. Dick Murdoch defeats I'm- Agent Steel with the Brain I got, Buster. I got one. I got one. Oh, go ahead. How how long before Dusty either leave? I mean, a uh, Dick Dicky either leaves or turns on Dusty. Mm, you can hold Weak. your breath. Yeah. I can't wait to rate this because I, I have I have a question for y'all when we get to the rating. Are we at the end? Is this thing over? No. Uh, we have that a was my last mid- note. Well, that we was my cornet. last note. We have a Cornette Midnight Express match. Oh. Um, we do have a Murdoch promo, but there's audio issues and it's not on our end, and the uh, it's on it's on the end of the file. So I don't I don't know what Murdoch's really saying here. Uh, he just said the World War has got a lot of enemies, and that's a, that's it. So nothing much from it. We then go to the Midnight Express. They defeat Gary Royal and George South. Of course, Corny, he yaps for about five minutes straight on the mic. And JR and Tony joke that Corny just had the most words ever during a match. That's how much he talked. So, Doc, do you have anything from that match? No. All right, Hopper, you? Uh, Nothing. Nothing from the match? All right. So, here's how they go off air before they do. We got no. Cornette and the Midnight yeah. Express. They're at ringside uh, with Tony Schiavone. Let's hear what they got to say. This is literally how the show ends. Rounded team, the perfect combination, as Jim Cornette says, and winners once again, the world champion. You know something? We thought the hard thing was going to be to win the world tag team championship, but you know what? That turned out to be kind of easy. Now we've discovered the hardest part is keeping a hold of the world tag team title. Not to say that there's any team out there that has a chance of beating us. It's just simply the fact that in one month as world tag team champions, we have defended against the challenges of the Varsity Club, the Sheep Herders, the Fantastics, Dusty Rhodes, and Nick Murdoch several times over. All those teams have come for these belts, but we've been the ones to leave with these belts. We're still the world tag team champions despite facing all those numerous challengers. But now, like I said, the stiffest challenge coming up, the Road Warriors. Everybody says, and they're right, they're the biggest, strongest, meanest tag team combination in professional wrestling, but that's exactly what they rely on. Brute force, sheer strength, and power. They got no brains, they got no speed, and they got no teamwork. And I'll tell you what the Road Warriors remind me of. The Road Warriors remind me of, you know, when you see one of those big two-ton elephants that can run straight through a brick wall. When he gets in a little confrontation with a swarm of angry killer bees, then he ends up laying on his big fat backside over in the mud all swollen up wondering what happened. Well, that's exactly what the Road Warriors are going to be wondering. They're going to be wondering what happened because, like I said before, this is the perfect combination. They've got everything it takes. They can win a match a dozen or a hundred different ways. And Road Warriors, I promise you this, as frustrated as you are, as depressed as you've been about not being the World Tag Team Champions, (laughs) you know what? They're so depressed, they they start taking a a picture of Robin Givens around with them in their wallet. As depressed as you've been about not being the World Tag Team Champions, when you get in that ring with the men that express, brother, you just open your ears up and you listen real close. You know what you're going to hear? <laughs> think about it. This is a, well, we've got a lot to think about here on today's program. And David has been attempting to get an interview and maybe some videotape together. Well, I think we, get, we may have a piece of videotape the fans are going to see. But next week, fans, we've been informed by our directors that we will be seeing the entire situation in its entirety. Now let's go to David Crockett. All right, Jim, Tony, I've been trying. The Road Warriors won't even let me in their dressing room. Dusty Rose refuses to talk to me. We have some tape. Can we show the tape? All right, show what we can, okay? 
So we got Corny cutting a promo at the end, and we see Sting being taken out the building. And that's all we know about what went down after a whole episode. That's how they stop it. Doc, your thoughts? The only saving grace to this whole 80 minutes was the last couple of minutes, and that I want to see what happens next week. That's all they did well. They set the hook. Now you got to tune in. That's classic wrestling, but you can't do that too many times. Or I'm be like, man, fuck this. I, I didn't watch 118 minutes just for two. Yeah, Harper, what did you think? Yeah, we gotta find out what the fuck happened to this thing next week. So let's rate this thing. And I have a question before we do. Uh Is this the worst episode we've yes. seen since I we started so. doing this? Yes, I think so. I do too. And yeah, I'll you got to You yeah. got to look at it like this: Arn and Tully are gone, so you don't even get an Arn promo. You, there's no Barry Windham promo. Um, Ric Flair does come out. He cuts a good promo for him. Corny cuts an okay promo for him. I mean, nothing special, but it's fine. I mean, it's not horrible or anything. And there was nothing else. No, nothing. Uh, so yeah. It's probably should, one of the worst. They should it's add a women's worse. division. No, 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 nothing against women. <laughs> and add some, add some flippy flop gymnasts to the show. Yeah. yeah, throw some fake punches. Hey, but you know, it goes back to what all three of us said when we first started doing these. I'd rather watch this than AEW next Wednesday night. Yeah, it's not just that. We also said something that this show is seriously lacking for the most part. Remember years ago, Doc, when we first started doing Saturday night episodes. You said, man, I don't know if it's so much as we like old school classic wrestling or we just like the shit talking. This episode did not have enough shit talking. Well, it's because they're in the arena. When they go to the arena, it's and when they go to the arena and it's not Wyndham and Flair, it's Nikita and Jack Victory. Come on. Yeah, that was the other thing, too. You didn't even have any kind of, like, big-time match during this one. No. It was right. like mid-card fest. All, Nikita in in Assassin 2 was, like, the main yeah. competitive match. I, I'm And I'm sorry, Nikita and Jack Victory, but that ain't going to work for me, brother. <laughs> right, so... What are we going to rate this thing? That, that I mean, we got to be harsh with this. You go first. Are, me? Yeah. I gotta go first. I'm starting to drink these beers. I'm starting to feel it, bro. All right, C minus. Yeah, C minus. Wow. I don't want to give it a D because I don't want to be an asshole, but I say a C minus. You know, they still pass. Right. Still pass. I mean, yeah. You know, you can get a college degree with a C minus, right, Doc? Well, exactly. No, maybe not. Well, can't no. You get a three point huh? <laughs> you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, no, you can't with a C minus. I was that was a joke. I'm sorry. Um, Doc, what are you thinking it? D plus. Wow. What an asshole. It would suck to an hour and twenty minutes too. That's part of it. Like I mean, I'm everything was bad. I kept waiting for something to pick up. I was like, 
man, it's Saturday <laughs> night. They're going to do something. There's going to be one thing. And you made me wait 78 minutes for something. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe. I was angry. What? D plus. Say that again. D, D plus. That's fucked up. Anyway, I had no. to say to hit that. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, Harper and I did C minus. It was it was something else to watch. Something else to watch. I'll leave it at that. Hmm. We're gonna have All to right. go out. We're gonna go have to go out and get into some more exploits, so that we have fun stuff to talk about. If these shows are gonna start st- keep being so boring. We need to do the Rolex real quick before we do that. I want to remind you, if you're not using it, please use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. That is tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Give that link to them. Actually, put it in their browser and save it for them and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Thank you very much. Doc, uh, won't you go first with the Rolex? I think it's a foregone conclusion, but go ahead. Man, well, I don't know. Okay. I, I really did contemplate just out of hate giving this thing an F. I contemplated not handing out a Rolex in protest. Wow, okay. But I didn't figure I could get away with that with the docaholics out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick I'm gonna fight through it and uh, award my sweet Rolex to Ric Flair. And even then, I'm not sure he deserves it. Auburn, what do you think? Yeah, I guess the Rick has got to be. I mean, everything else was just so shit. Yeah. For the most part. I'm going Ric Flair as well. I'm agree with you, Hopper. I mean, it just... God. I hate to sound so down, everybody. It's just this episode was just... Ugh. I mean, I had fun. I, don't get me wrong, man. I had fun hanging out with everybody out there. And I know everybody's at their shoot job listening to this or whatever on the treadmill and hanging out with Harper and Mike. Well, Harper. And it's been fun. We've been talking about other stuff. But, man, this show just... I mean, we can't fake that. Good. Agreed. All right, Doc, you got to get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hop. I got to go do some uh, charity work. Church outreach, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, At the shelter uh, where I do some mission work. But uh, I hope everybody has a very blessed week. Mm -hmm. And uh, Harper, try not to keep keep your tongue out of the assholes, okay, buddy? Mm. I'll try. I'll try. Well, that's all we can ask is for you to try. Uh, just, just, just put in a good effort there, brother. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck brother. is a good word. Well, you and prostate cancer are out there eating up all the assholes. Mm. <laughs> all right, uh, Doc, go ahead and go, Hopper. Let's uh, you and you and I stay on and uh, make sure we take care of some business for as Doc gets out of here. Hopper, um, I by the uh, time this airs, Wildcat would have. Um, did their thing at the um the free show so do you have any other dates right now or is that it no that's it that's it okay um so nothing else for the time being no 
All right, just double checking. I wanted to make sure I didn't want to miss anything for Wildcat, Wildcat related. So if anything pertinent happens, Harper wins any more titles, we'll let you know on next week's episode. But they've got a show coming up this Sunday. But by the time this airs, that show would have already happened. So there's that. Uh, Again, special shout out to David Jordan for sending me the link and where to find the Brain Busters debut in the WWF, their TV debut, that is, in the WWF from Primetime Wrestling on October 25th, 1988. David, thank you. And then uh, I said it at the beginning but we kind of got a little uh we, we were all over the place so again kelvin robin thank you david ford thank you for becoming a hall of fame patreon member fritz von malky thank you for becoming a hall of fame patreon member as well rowan smith thank you for becoming a patreon hall of fame member as well along with the message you sent doc and uh being a docaholic so thank you very much and if you signed up after february the 5th 2020 because we record these a week in advance we'll get your shout out next week so i wanted to mention that and that's about it. Hopper, uh, one more thing before we get out of here. The wrestling podcast uh. about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis, Mike Crockett. Check them out. If you saw NWA Power last week, Brian Malonis made his NWA Power debut with Beer City Bruiser, helping out Eddie Kingston, I believe. I still haven't seen it. So there's that. But check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis. Uh, they do their show every single Monday. Him and Crockett do. They talk classic and current stuff. And um, they teased a little bit about what went on on NWA Power. They took the, talked a little bit about it on last week's episode. So check them out. It was it was, good, it was a good discussion. They also talked uh, PWI magazines and, and whatnot. So it was good stuff there. Uh, and also check out Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And then lastly, check out the Bob. Bottom line cast with Mike Prue and JV, who also do the ECW show on our Patreon feed. All right, Hopper, I think I'm blown up, man. What about you? Let's roll. Yeah, bro, let's roll. You got a, you got a, you got any, uh, you, got, you got any circle dot dot action tonight or uh, anything like that? No. Or you just going to bed. Fuck to no. I'm just going to fucking bed, bro. Fuck that. Bruh, I'm with you right there 100%, man. I am exhausted. Uh, long, long week of work. So, yeah. All right, Hopper. Uh, hit the tagline. Get us out of here. Fuck it, bitch.
Hey, everybody, before we get out of here, you know, I always got to thank all of our patrons out there. Thank you for supporting this show. Thank you for all that you do for the show. Your patronage is very appreciated. It makes what we do right now twice per week, every single week on the free feed possible. So thank you very much. And I appreciate it. Also, man, I got to tell you guys, the Hall of Fame patron shout out list continues to grow larger and larger and i am grateful for that so thank you very much for all the hall of fame patrons out there i mean thank you to all the patrons i mean i understand certain people uh can't pledge as much as others and that's fine and that's why you know at the two dollar level you get a bunch of stuff but for the hall of fame uh hall of fame patrons out there thank you very much this list is growing longer and longer each and every week so i don't know how much longer i'm going to be able to do the uh list of hall of fame hall of fame patron shout outs so my apologies if this uh doesn't continue in the future However, we're going to give it one more try at the beginning of February right here of 2020 with all of our Hall of Fame patrons. So as I say that, I want to give some shout outs to those Hall of Fame patrons. My friend out there, Fritz Von Mulkey, thank you very much. You signed up uh, to the Hall of Fame level. You've been signed up for a while. You bumped up, I should say. So thank you, uh, Fritz Von Mulkey, a.k.a. Doc. Actually, they're not the same person. It's just a running joke. So there you have it. Uh, Rowan Smith, David Ford, Harrison Lee, Isaac Pinley, at Hey Hey It's Isaac. Oh, I'm sorry, at Hey It's Isaac, not Hey Hey It's Isaac. It's just at Oh Hey It's Isaac. Eagle underscore one, Kango Fett, Lee Russell, MDQ for life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, my man Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfin, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, my man Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point. You know what I always say, keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, who is at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn on Twitter, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, Allen, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Cole Manny 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, Gobbled Unreal. Thank you for your generous patronage via the Hall of Fame patron sign up. Last but not least, uh, I just want to give you all a, a heads up on something. I have not been as active lately on either Twitter or Facebook. Um, the shoot job, just very, very busy. And I just haven't had a lot of time. So uh, if you've sent me DMs on Twitter or instant messages or messages on Facebook Messenger and I have not gotten back to you, I just cannot get through them. So um honestly probably from here on out the best way to get in touch with me if you really really need to get in touch with me is going to be via email for the show booking the territory at gmail.com so i just want to mention that i am recording this actual segment on february 5th 2020 but i wanted to say that if you need to get in touch with me uh, and i haven't responded to your dm on either twitter or on facebook the best way would probably be email. I tend to check that a few times a day when I can. Um, and if I don't even check it during the day, I usually check it at night. So that's probably the best place to get in touch with me if you need to get in touch with me. With something show-related, Patreon-related, especially if it's Patreon-related, give me a holler there. I mean, it's it's not that... Uh, 
again, that's a, that's the best way to reach me um, to the Gmail book in the territory at gmail.com. If you're not getting a response on Twitter or on Facebook. And um, I want to shout out Mike Crockett as well for handling the Facebook page and helping moderate with it. Uh, he does a good job. Don't give him a hard time if he doesn't catch things and whatnot. So anyway, and stop getting offended at everything. People, we only live once. Live, love, and laugh, brothers and sisters out there, and just have a good time. That said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm eternally grateful for all of you guys and women. we got a lot of women now who support this show. Thank you very much. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, when we started this nearly five years ago, I didn't think we'd grow like this, but we have, and it's because of you. So thank you. Uh, this is Mike. I'm getting out of here. You know what Hopper always says. Book it, bitch.